Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone from newbies to fanatics. We are not a spoiler-free podcast, so make sure you've seen the movie or movies we're talking about before you listen. I'm one of your hosts, Rye. And I'm your other host, Chris. And guess what, Rye? Guess what we are? What are we? We're Apex Predators! (laughs) (laughs) We are not the Apex Predators in in this episode. No, no. No, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) these movie okay so today we are talking about the movie boar from 2017 and crawl from 2019 these are ridiculous in the best way possible yes i I think this is actually our first episode on creature features is is that right yeah no well jaws would you class my jaws as a creature no i mean well okay i'm getting way off topic I'm very excited because I, I I I love creature features. Um, this stems from my love of growing up watching really bad sci-fi original movies, and ninety percent of them were all creature features where they just take a creature, blow it up a thousand times, and see what happens. Like giant spiders or giant snakes or your or your your dino sharks and your shark puses and stuff. So, uh, I'm very excited for this episode. I have. Never had more ridiculous fun than watching these two movies. While watching Crawl, part of me kept expecting it to be like Lake Placid, which I have shamelessly seen so many times because A, Betty White, and B, giant motherfucking gator. Like, ma- like massive. Very much, like, in the vein of a sci-fi creature, like, monster movie. And I'm actually happy that it didn't have nearly the same amount of comedy that, like, Placid did. Because I think that that's what separates it. Crawl takes, like, a very real thing and makes it a horrifying situation. Not to mention the fact, just as, like, a fun... I mean, I know I'm talking about Crawl when we should talk about Boar first, but just as, like, a fun fact, the house that they filmed it in, once the water came in, all of that's done in a tank. They, like, built the house in a tank for them to swim around in. It's really cool. I like and that. A, I did not know the that. The gators are all CGI, which is not the same for the, for the giant boar in Boar. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing, like... So I think we should, I mean, we're talking about crawl, so I think we should just, you know, just get into it. We want to go backwards? Let's go, let's go backwards yeah. today. Okay. I had zero expectations for crawl. I forget, I can't, I can't remember which horror movie it was that I was watching, but uh, the, the trailer for crawl was, you know, it came on and I couldn't take it seriously. Uh, like, I remember watching it and there was like a bunch of audible groans from the audience and like, I was like, okay, I mean, that's interesting. And then, so when we were watching this, I literally had zero expectations, but my goodness, I had so much fun watching this. Like, it legitimately took me by surprise in, like, the best way possible. Um, And like Rice said, I think part of the charm of this is, well, it's it's like a perfect summer blockbuster film. You know, it has, it's like, it's a really simple concept, but they, they, put up all the stops uh, it has like a, a bunch of fun scares um it, it also you know has a pretty pretty decent like emotional subplot or emotional arc or narrative arc 
to like break up the levity or just or just like to shift or keep the, the pace going it's not all not all crocodile stuff like there's like some legitimate character acting and development it made the characterable characters pretty likable for the most part i've i find it really interesting that he said that it's it it's like the it doesn't have any humor, and that's very true. It like it plays it, it plays it very straight, very serious. But I I think that it definitely worked. And then my last my last thought about the CGI, clearly the Gators were CGI, but I think th- this being like a Sam Raimi production, and, and not to set not 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 to leave out any credit where credit is due, like the the CGI production team, all all those all those personnel. Uh, they did a really good job. Like, this is really good CGI. I, I I suppose a lot of the the weather effects were also CGI, but it looked re- pretty damn real to me. So like, I know like Ryan and I, we always beat the hammer uh, about like practical effects. And there's like certain you know like the human eyes trained to the human eye knows what's real, and then that's why the whole there's a whole, whole phenomenon of the uncanny valley when it comes to CGI. But like for here for crawl, like they use CGI really well and they put it they put the money all the, or and the resources really strategically cuz like whenever they did it like it looked really fresh really clean looked great on screen and like i was really surprised at like how well and how fluid the gators were moving or and especially the environmental effects like all the crazy clouds and stuff and all the all the like the scenic backdrops like they just did a great job so and again, I think this is because I had watched um, Lake Placid one too many times when I was growing up. I was sort of looking for like a comedic moment or two, but there wasn't one. And I was so at the end, by the time I was done with it, I was so grateful for that. That being said, I was completely unaware. So Alexander Aja, as we know, directed High Tension, which we've talked about on the show before. I totally forgot that Aja directed piranha 3d which was a remake of the very old piranha movie with adam scott i think christopher lloyd was in it this was laugh it was laughable and of course they leave you at the end where that piranha you found it's not the mother it's the baby and then it ends with you know spoiler alert it ends with adam scott getting eaten right off the boat and perhaps you up for a sequel which they gave you i don't know if aja did it and Crawl is Aja's second creature feature film, but the second time, so full disclosure, I watched Crawl twice. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. And remembering that he had done Piranha 3D and remembering the comedy of that, I remember it was like, it was borderline on like not great. Watching Crawl, knowing all of that, I was so happy that there was zero comedic presence in, in all of this. I felt like with the, it would just would it would just ruin the tone in the movie. Like the tone is like it's pretty. Some of the backstory I could have done without, though. Like yeah. some of it was just a little. I think that they, they were trying to lean a little bit too hard into like some of the backstory. Like I, I think they were trying to make the the two main characters, the father and the daughter. They were trying to make you sympathize them, yeah, with them too much. Like. Because the daughter, the daughter has like some like self esteem issues, um, and the dad, you know, had like marital problems, and like they're trying to paint 
these as imperfect characters, but like in the face of tragedy, in the face of extreme heightened uh, situations or snooing circumstances, like all that doesn't mean anything. It's She's like an allegory. Apex predator. Exactly. Yeah. And what, it's like, what was like, that? That was unnecessary. It was goofy. Is what it was. It was a little bit that goofy. It was a little, little bit clunky. But like yeah. for the most part, like it's it served its purpose. It did what it needed to be done. And I thought I really thought like, given the tone, given like the backdrop, like this is the middle of a Cat Five hurricane. Uh, I mean, we've seen like you know real life anecdotes of like stuff that's like just as uh, just as crazy, just as harrowing like hurricane katrina for example so i'd like to make light of that in this type of movie i think i think that was really tone deaf um and i i don't think this movie it didn't feel to me like disaster porn um it felt to me it felt like grounded and it's i mean yes like it's straight into like the realm of the fantastical like oh shit like these are like gators that are that are killing everyone like okay yes i mean that, I mean, that yeah, you gotta have a little bit of spectacle for the most part i feel like this movie is pretty grounded and i thought it worked for this tone and i i, I think that also gives credence to the act the main actors so uh uh kaya scodelario and barry I pepper love her yeah so much i've been her like a huge fan of hers because i watch skins Back in the day, like the UK, not the shitty US remake. <sighs> so good. Anyway, that was that totally unrelated. But yes, I love her. I think she's so brilliant. And her American accent was actually really fucking good in this because she's not American. She's British. So kudos to her for for all of that. I always like it when I can't tell. Like when a when a British actor is putting on an American accent, sometimes they slip. I'm looking at you, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Hiddleston. It happens sometimes. It's okay, but she doesn't. And I, yeah, and she also very recently, I think she just came out with like a thr- psychological thriller series called Spinning Out on Netflix. I think like a year ago or something like that. Oh, so it was this year. Was it 2020? Yeah, uh, 2020 has been like January, three January. years in one. So you know, I don't, I, I don't know anymore. What, what is time? I'll say this about Crawl. I think that I didn't mind that the Gators were were CGI. That didn't really bother me. They kept a lot of real things that, like real Gator behaviors, in there, so it felt very real. But there were some shots where I swear. I knew it was all CGI. I knew it was fake. But there were some shots where I was like, are we sure we're not looking at a real alligator because of the way they were done and the movement and even down to like the sound editing when the tail hits the pipes underneath the house. Just there were so many of these things where I was like, oh, shit, this I mean, it it could, you know. And I honestly thought like they like they consulted like a bunch of national national geographic people because like the the behavior the behaviors of like the like the movement how they moved how they acted like seems so convincing especially the shots were like just stalk around like the water stealthily or like any any time they would grab onto someone and they start like barrel rolling 
like poor humans uh just and like yeah it's called yeah. the uh, the death roll and basically what they do is after they bite down they roll so that they can tear whatever is in their mouth whether it's a limb or it's prey just in half whatever it is um which is why he got his arm ripped off which is why the dad got his arm ripped off but she didn't because she sort of spun with the gator which i've seen a video of someone going with the gator i don't i never i never finished the whole video so i don't know if they actually kept their arm or not um but i've seen someone go with the gator doing the death roll and they do do it like right on the not not always like i i don't know if it's necessary more accurate for them to do it in the water or like right in the shallow and they've got a fucking they've got a fucking bite mm-hmm. so yeah um and they they tell you the only real way to get out of a death roll if you can is to just claw at the fleshy bits so like underneath the gator the eyes, the nose, anything soft. So it was kind of accurate the way she got out of it. I was, I was, I was always reading up on some stuff, and like I, not a hundred percent sure. Again, I'm not, I'm not like an expert on crocodiles and alligators, but Neither am they, I. They, like they, the they, they, they did it like a bit of a nod to Jurassic Park when the dad was. Saying all how over this movie, all yeah. over this movie. Yeah, they were saying so how good. like the crocodiles they see, they can't, they can't really hear so well, but they could, they could see movement really well. Like, is that real? Is that, or is that just Jurassic Park? <laughs> I think that's just a nod to Jurassic Park. Plus the fact that like, don't forget, like he hurt his leg the way Ian Malcolm did. Yeah, and the fact that he lost an arm. You know, someone got attacked in a bathroom. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I got trapped in a in a shower, not a toilet. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, when the water rises, the gator will be able to swim. Yeah, right yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> so, it bought her some time. I mean, right? I, I give her that. She's she's a smart cookie. She is. She is. But also, to your earlier point, we've seen horrors happen in in hurricanes, and the only reason why for me, and I'm not trying to be funny, why I I buy some of the plot of this movie is because if during hurricane Katrina, you can see actual like coffins and caskets of, of people floating down bourbon street because of the severe flooding that went on during hurricane Katrina, I don't see it being completely unfeasible that near that area of Florida with enough of a rise with a big enough hurricane that you wouldn't see gators just like in the street. I would honestly like, yeah, I mean, it's gator country. Like, it's gator country. It's. Have you ever had gator? Just as, like, a side uh, I've had a gator. I have a. I had a gator, like, alligator po' boy. Uh, it's good. I like it. I, look, I love animals. Okay? Mm-hmm. I will not, I will try very hard to never pass up the opportunity to eat something new. That being said, when I was in New Orleans and I had gator for the first time, damn, those shits taste good. They taste like chewy I chicken. I know, it's good. <laughs> It's good. Just as like, uh, just as like I mean, a sidebar. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're uh, in like half an hour or so. We're gonna be heading on over to Australia, so I'll tell you how how uh, kangaroo tastes. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, see, I have no problem eating gator, but the idea of eating a kangaroo, even though it's like their deer, I have uh uh uh. It's pretty good. So it's a little bit gamey. 
It's a little bit gamey, but like I like it. So. Um. Anyway, let's go back to crawl. Um, let's go back to crawl for a second. I just again, like I saw this movie twice. I like Chris went in zero expectations because I also like Chris when I initially saw the trailer for crawl. I looked at it and I was like, oh god, this is gonna be so bad. It's gonna be a nightmare, like pure nightmare. I was just legitimately surprised, like how entertaining it was. Um, and I, I wasn't. I I thought. I thought like the way the way the trailer was cut, or I mean, I, it's been a while since I watched the trailer. I thought it was gonna be one giant gator, so I was kind of taken aback. Like it was like a like it was like five, six different gators they were dealing with, and I thought that was a really cool. I I, I don't th- I guess it wasn't a twist. I guess it was like a subversion of expectation in in a way. Because to me. To me, how the trailer played out, it just seemed like one giant... I thought it was going to be, like, deep blue sea, in, but in Florida, and with cro- well, the one giant crocodile, because, like, um, you know, like the, the, the levees were going to break, uh, there's constant flooding, the, the ma... Or, I'm sorry, the, the daughter and the dad, uh, they would have to, like, deal with the flooding basement, had to work their way up, um, and, and deal with this one one single apex apex predator but no it actually there's like a shit ton of crocodiles and it wasn't just isolated to that house you know they were eating people across the street looting a gas station uh they were eating like every single cop that tried to came by and uh, and rescue them so i was like oh this is cool this is i because i i legit thought this was going to be a clone of jaws except for the giant crocodile and like it kind of tries to like mislead you in that direction. Um, like for example, like the beginning song, um, it sounds so much like the the jaw uh, the John Williams Jaws theme, except it's like on like a much lower lower octave. But like you can tell, it's like a straight up like reference to the Jaws theme, and and you know the, the, another throwaway uh, reference was she's driving and she, or one of her one of the little ornaments inside of her dashboard of a car is like a, like a giant shark eating half. And there's like a half eaten surfer and it's, and it's moss. Like, Oh, okay. So the lay on the jaws reference is pretty, pretty thick. I legit thought it was going to be one giant crocodile, but no, it was like, a, it was like a giant pack of them. And it made for, like it made for great tension. Where it's like, Oh, she's, she's prowling around and, um, or crawling around in the basement. And then, there's one crocodile. All of a sudden, like, there's a second one. She tries to kill her. It's like, oh, shit, that's awesome. The general uh, concern I had for this movie was when she goes into the drain pipe and she sees the babies, she sees the eggs, and I was like, oh, shit, they're going to set you up for a sequel. But they don't really. They just sort of leave it there like those gators had been there for a while, which I, which is fine. Unlike Piranha 3D, where they hardcore set you up for a sequel that was unneeded and unwarranted, they don't really. I mean, you could, but this is kind of a stand. This is like a, a like a stand standalone movie, and I'm okay with it. I was equally as surprised because, again, Chris, I share your thoughts in that I really did think that it was going to be kind of like Boar, where it was going to be just like one giant version of this creature and then that was it i was really happy that there was more than one i was really happy that there seemed to be like a whole like mini pack of alligators that just seemed to have 
It was like never ending. They killed the first two. Way, that... Yeah, I guess in a way, having a pack of alligators made it more grounded than just having one super giant gator. Well, yeah, and kind of like the way Jaws continues, like that whole franchise in its ungroundedness is that this shark, the way Jaws behaved, like, I guess was was semi semi normal. But the way the story continues is that, like, sharks have this ability to pass memories on to, like, family, sh- to, like, their family. And, like, the family of sharks goes after that is Brody and Brody's family. <laughs> right? Like, that's, but that's the way it goes. So I'm kind of happy that they didn't sort of follow that not science, science route and do any of that bullshit. This was literally, like, a real-life horror situation packed in with... So, like, like, think about being stuck in a house during a Category 5 hurricane. You have to get out before the levees break. You have to get out and try and find help. What's the worst thing that could just, like, add on top of that? Gators. Exactly. Gators something that occurs, something <laughs> that occurs very naturally in that part of the world. Like, it's not like someone, like, grew one in a bathtub and then let it go. And it was, like, this giant monster... It, it's it's nature it's just a natural occurrence that is that is a premise unto itself it's fucking horrifying so i'm i'm kind of happy they made a movie about it that wasn't a comedy again i'm gonna stress <laughs> it wasn't a, i'm going to keep stressing that it's not a comedy because lake placid is fantastic and hilarious the same way deep blue sea is fantastic and hilarious it's mm. real life creatures but done to such an extreme that and with such levels of comedy that you laugh and you find it funny and there's still like a little bit of horror to it because it's they have those moments it's it's the tone you establish like like for like deep blue sea i mean we'll talk more about deep blue sea we're doing an episode but like just the fact like well the 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 entire tone is set is because like sam jackson's given this in in this (laughs) this harrowing speech And then he then he gets eaten, and it's like okay, that's like exactly. But it never like crawl never gets to that point. It's like it stays very grounded, it, it stays consistent, it stays true to its tone. Yes, it requires a certain sense of dis of of disbelief. Like, oh shit, there's like a pack of crocodiles that are like, and this is this is a siege movie, and the siege the the, the house is being besieged and invaded by like um, a pack of crocodiles, like. It's a little bit outlandish, but like how Aja and the rest of the team handled it, it seems perfectly plausible. It seems to all be really cohesive, and you know, I didn't think they made any decisions that overtly like jumped the shark, so to speak. Like they increased like the tension, and incremental moments. Like you had like this ticking clock where the hurricane's getting even worse and worse. Um, and uh, you had them encounter increasingly worse bouts of luck. Like, well, for one, like, the dad got attacked, and the, uh, her, uh, what's the main character, um, Haley, her phone gets lost and then destroyed. Um, and then, her dad dies, and then she brings him back to life. Yeah, or like every single per, uh, every single possible human contact, uh, they all get eaten uh, through you know plot logic and and just bad just bad luck. Um, 
and it just wraps the tension and it just it just but it it never gets to the point of like utter camp i don't know i, I think i think uh it's a it's a lot there's a lot to be committed to like keeping that tone um or keeping yeah, it that i i definitely appreciate keeping that tone because that's how you go from horror to parody very quickly not that i don't appreciate a good horror parody seed of chucky is a total parody and they were well aware of that fact when they made it i that being said again i was so i was so happy that they treated this movie the way they did i liked the serious tone it was just it was sort of just like at one point you're just sort of like all right enough like leave them alone they've it's bad enough her swimming career is probably over she got bit in the leg like his leg was broken he got bit um he got his arm torn off he died the movie's very visceral and brutal yeah yeah she got bit in the leg bit in the arm while like shooting the gator like this it was very intense Yeah, yeah i mean that even translates to the production like uh uh kaya she was explaining how this shoot was hands down the most physically demanding role of her career like she she was like literally broken every single day like they were doing like 16 to 18 hour days and you know she she was being true to the character she was like barefoot for like all of the shooting because she's oh like a swimmer God. uh and that's you know that's what a swimmer would do kaya's role was very physical it gives again it gives it just plays into the grounded physicality the like the the gritty realness of this movie as, as much as as real as like a movie about killer crocs can be and like it's cool i, I lo love that it's uh it's, as, it's very it's real, a very nuanced kind of thing as real as a movie about killer crocs with someone who is a good enough swimmer to have a scholarship also like that that whole swimming thing, I got why it was in there. There were just some aspects to that part of the story where I was like, okay, I can do without this. Like we get it. She's a swimmer. You could have either gone with like the whole like you're the apex predator thing and made them like a family of hunters, or you could have gone with the swimming thing. Like I'm sorry, but when I think alligator, yeah. I don't think apex predator. I think it, it was it was just trying I think to a sell... shark is an apex predator. Yeah, it's just trying to sell, like, how... Her being faster than a croc? Well, like, how hard, like, her dad pushed her, not out of, like, being high expectations, but, like, she he knew, like, what potential and what yeah. greatness she could achieve. And she did that. Like, it all paid off in the end where, like, she's holding up the flare, like, as if she's, like, holding up, like, a winner's trophy. And, like, the dad's looking on smiling at the end, so... He's smiling uh, because he's lightheaded from the blood loss. That too. That too. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a summer blockbuster with like a moral message. He's like, don't give up. You know, mm. you know, keep trying. You know, push beyond yourself. So. That apparently was Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of 2019. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> and actually, like, uh, I mean, this movie re received like pretty good rating like uh i mean say what you will about rotten tomatoes i don't know all you dreadfuls out there how you feel about rotten tomatoes but like uh it got like an 83 percent it's not bad you know i you know creature features are are like our our great formula i mean outwit the giant creature that's all you have to do yeah 
while it kills a couple of people along the way. That's the formula. And mm. you can do that with anything as long and, and you can do that with anything. But again, you know, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, it'll either be a comedy, just just saying, or it'll be something like Crawl. I think Crawl achieved a true horrific nature and didn't make it funny. And I think that there's something to be complimented about that. Yeah. Whereas Boar... Yes, <laughs> let's talk about Boar. Okay, I so we go, from, we go from fucking CGI gators to a, a beast of an animatronic boar, which is apparently a very, 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 very unofficial remake of an old-school movie called Razorback, which is another Australian wild pig movie. <laughs> I love that it. That I now want to see because I've never so seen it. We should we should do it. We should do Lake Placid. I put it on the board. I'm putting it on the board. We're gonna do we're gonna do Razorback and Lake Placid. We're gonna have some comedy up in here. Yes. Um. So so Boar. Uh, this Jesus is a, fucking Christ! It's, this I love this movie. movie. This movie is great. Uh. So just, this is a. This movie made me crave more Australian horror that I realized I know. we did not have enough of on our list, and I'm I fixing know. that. We this already movie... had the Babadook. Like, full disclosure, stay with us, Dreadfuls. Like, somewhere down the line, the Babadook is happening. Uh-huh. But I, I, I was talking to Rai, like, we definitely need to do more Australian horror films, and... So yeah, like I love this. I love this film. So this, this film was... a fucking riot. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> so this came out in 2017. This is, this is probably like the most Australian film I have ever seen. Like, and that's not to say. I mean, um, I mean, I mean on multiple levels. So like the, like ninety five percent of the entire production team is all, all like, dyed in the wool Australian or really established Australian actors. Um, Chris Sun, uh, he, he himself is a um, uh, acclaimed Australian horror director. He made his debut debut in the industry with Come and Get Me. I know that Daddy's Little Girl uh, was was his second film. One of his most popular films that gave him like not only Australian acclaim but international acclaim um, was Charlie's Farm, which also I think had Bill Mosley in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, Charlie's Farm had Tara Reid. Uh, Bill Mosley, who shows up in Boar, uh, as well as uh, Nathan Jones, who plays Bernie, who's like one of the main characters here. Um, so after Charlie's Farm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say Tara Reed? Okay. There you yeah, that's I'm just that's what I'm just reading the facts. <laughs> but uh, so. Okay. so uh, I, I know I want to do a quick tangent because you know this is just a running gag between two different podcasts. But another reason why you should watch Mad Max Fury Road is because Bernie, aka Nathan Jones, plays a it. badass character in, in Mad Max Fury Road, and you should yep. watch it. And and actually, two other two other actors. Um, in this movie, we're, we're part of the original Mad Max, uh, movies. Um, I have to say that I think the biggest thing that brought me the most joy with this movie 
And I know that this is an Australian movie, so I should have known better. But I know that at least when it comes to like American movies, when they portray like Americans in a different situation, kind of like being in another country, whatever, they always make like Americans have this tendency of like of making like the American the savior, like the person that's going to bring everyone through this or like fix the situation. And for a minute, I really thought that that was what was going to happen with Boar and it was going to make me really angry. You should have seen how happy I was to see Bill Mosley get his head bitten clean fucking off by a giant boar. I think I rewound that scene like three times and and just kept watching it. Like, I love you, Bill Mosley. Thank you for being in... (laughs) Genetic opera. In Repo, the genetic opera, <laughs> Devil's Carnival, and House of a Thousand Corpses, Texas Chainsaw 2. Like, thank you for all the things you've done for the horror community. But, like, I loved watching you get ripped to pieces. I think that's why I loved about horror. this film, like, for like a like, slightly similar reason, is because this movie is so unapologetically Australian. And, uh, like, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, this is an Australian film, like, the director's Australian. 95% of the actors are Australian, but what I found really charming, uh, and this is not this is not just talking about it on its merits as horror, um, the set pieces and like the world they're living in. Uh, this is like rural Australia. This is like uh, deep outback Australia, where the part of Australia where everything is so freaking huge, they will kill you. Uh, and and like the people, the people felt so real like it is like i I, i've only been to australia like like once uh it's been a while ago already but um you know i i have uh australian family members i I got to hang out with them a lot uh actually i I hung out with them earlier this year uh before all the covid 19 stuff happened to them or happened and this movie is just so authentic to like that Australian aesthetic where like these are people that were one there it's like a deep eclectic diaspora like Australia's current population is like a melting pot of like um all the eight all the Asiatic countries around as well as like you know the uh aboriginals as well as like um you know the the descendants of like its British roots, where like Australia used to be a penal colony for for Britain. So like I felt like the cast reflected that diversity of of Australia, uh, pretty well. The just how the people presented themselves, they just were so rugged down to earth. Like it it just it felt so accurate to the to that part of australia like like people like like all the lingo all like the way they would just like you know like curse you out of, curse each other out like all the time like the prevalence of pub culture being really 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 huge in australia like it felt so lived in and it felt like i felt like it was there and like uh like having been there for like a very short amount of time like i felt like it's so authentic and it, it created like this instant attachment to all these characters and obviously like it makes you feel for them more because like all of them would start to die like they, they just die by the droves so I, that's why I, I in terms of like world building i i love this movie so much and then just put the cherry on top you have you have freaking freaking rictus you had freaking bernie as like the main protagonist and he's awesome as hell and i he's love huge 
Yes, he's a he's he's a beast, and 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 then then he just had a giant boar just tearing shit up, and like this, it's like a perfect formula of like this movie's great, this movie's awesome, I love it, I need more. It's also on Shutter, just as an FYI, we're gonna plug Shutter, not spon- hashtag not sponsored, although we wish. Um, it's on Shutter right now. If you don't have an account, go get one. And I. I, so I'm going to believe what you what you're saying about Australia because you've been to Australia more times than I have, which is none. I've never been, but it did feel very unapologetically Australian. I don't know if people from Australia feel that way, but to me, which I always worry about, like as an American, I feel like, well, this feels authentic, but does that mean it's actually like? Again, this is my jaded side coming it out. Fe- it felt very authentic. Like everything from like like they're just how the general way people talk to each other, like and like the pub culture, the lingo, uh, like it just felt it just felt it just it just felt like you're right then and there in the world. And it it didn't it I think that authenticity just gave it that special type of charm. And then it and then it just all comes crashing down. Like just with this giant boar that like, and it's it's also kind of tongue in cheek because like, uh, they definitely play into like the whole stereotype of everything in Australia will kill you, um, and yeah, in in a in a country that is famous for having the giant souped up version of like all the creatures that exist, I felt it was <laughs> supremely fitting and hilarious that the wild boar pit like there is like a wild boar that exists in australia that i know it's it's a razorback that i'm aware of however i love that not only did they make it a creature that is usually native to australia but they made it huge and they even said it's not normal for it to be that big right which kind of borders on that like sci-fi like creature feature right so like it was these both these movies were so thoroughly entertaining i will put these on and do work any day of the week like i could have both of these on in the background and be thoroughly entertained and just having a blast like you don't like i paid attention because we did it for this but watching watching them like again like especially watching carl like i don't need to pay too close attention it's not like if you if you are paying attention you'll miss something Except the giant boar. Yeah, and then, <laughs> the the, uh, the um. So like I I know like for the boar um. Well, Chris Sun, he's someone who who really likes practical effects. I mean, I haven't seen any of his other films, but like from what I read, he's pretty big on that. Now there were there were instances of CGI, especially when they try to show the boar in full. But for a lot a lot of the a lot of the shots of of the boar, it takes that like Steven Spielberg approach where they you don't, you see a you see the creature uh, partially like a bunch of times, but you don't, you don't really see it in full that often and, until like like the middle, at least halfway through the film. And so in those subtle shots where you only see like its eyes or like how crazy gnarly it's tucks are um it's really impressive like cre- uh animatronic and puppetry work and uh not to mention like they had some pretty cool kills like the the one of the most I- uh, iconic 
iconic kills of the movie was when um one of the campers um they're in the forest um and you just see like this giant test gore uh this woman through the back of her neck in, through her mouth and like you see her like hanging uh from her for the toss like that's really that was like wow that was really cool really awesome special effects again it's it's very schlocky very it's it's totally sci-fi creature feature territory but like i that gives it its charm and i really enjoyed that it was a good time i i would honestly highly recommend both of these i was so on the fact like boar i knew i feel like i was going to be entertained with regardless I went in thinking this is either going to be good and entertaining and funny or it's going to be so bad it's good and I'm not going to care either way. And that's without not and that's without knowing anything about the movie. But I was so skeptical going into Crawl. I had zero expectations. I thought it was going to be horrible. And I'm just so thoroughly entertained by both of these. So I I had a thought about Boar. Now uh it's not it's not taking any away from the movie. I'm just curious about like the plot structure cuz we were we were just we were talking about it earlier. Uh, God, um, I, I can't believe I can't remember the the one of the, one of the old men. So there's there was two old men uh, who got drunk, and they they were one of the they were one of the few to have encountered the giant boar. Um, oh, and... the the dad and his drunk buddy. Yeah, God, what okay. was his name? Was, was it Bruce? Bruce? No, I think it was Bruce. No, Bill. Bill no, Bill Mosley was Bruce. God. Right. Is... Yes, you are correct. Was it Jack? It might, be, might be Jack. Anyway, so just gr- grizzled old Australian farmer guy. So I likened him to like, I thought he, he he had a significant part of the movie, and I thought he was legitimately like, like the protagonist of the film, so to speak. Um, Started yeah, off. Like, like he, he got killed for that. Yeah, but then he got halfway killed through, uh, and then it shifted to Bernie or Nathan Jones, who's who's clearly set up to be like a protagonist as well. Uh, and then the movie also like gave you like a like a curveball, red hair, and like oh shit, like Nathan Jones, Bernie dies, like because like um, so I was I, it was interesting because like I when I was when I was thinking about it after the movie, like it the movie switches in between protagonists like pretty dramatically like for significant part of like the the film um notwithstanding like the random random tourists or the random aussies that got killed uh just as just to get the the plot rolling you know blue and jack they they seemed like the protagonists of one part of the story and then you had the family uh, Bernie included as like the protagonist of a second, like I guess like second third of the story, and then you also had uh, Sasha, who is the purveyor of the bar, uh, and she had her own arc, and their stories intertwined. But I felt like it was like kind of like an anthology story, but not. But like I, I it's not to say it's, it's wasn't bad storytelling. I th- I just found it really interesting because like they. They set up like the old, the two old men, all like really hard, and then just for them to die. Um, and I thought that was a, that was an interesting choice. Like if this was like an American film, like those two old men would clearly would have been survivors until the end of the movie. 
uh, or they were just gone out in a blaze of glory like at the third act. But um, I thought it was really really interesting that like Sasha, it was it wasn't Bernie, it wasn't like the old men. It was Sasha like saving the day, uh, and it was um, the mom, the mom like taking a shotgun to the boar. So like in a way, like this movie was surprisingly feminist. Like it like the the saviors of the day were like these badass Australian women. It's like hell yeah, I like that. That's really cool. Right, but don't we see the boar standing up at the end? I th- I thought that was a different boar. Was it? Or maybe? You know that like I was thinking about that too. I was I thought it was kind of I, I I felt it was kind of unclear because like the boar was shrouded like heavily shrouded in shadow, so you couldn't I couldn't really tell uh, if if it was heavily wounded or not. Uh, I guess that would make sense because it it's like uh, in terms of horror tropes that like. Like the the mom didn't shoot it enough, but at the same time, like the we did see the mother like running around with a bunch of like little boars, uh, and they were establishing that the boar that that was hunting him was female. So what's to say like that second shadow was like its mate or not? But oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that they left it vague. I think they left like, it that, vague enough. They left it vague enough. Like I, to me, like they, like the mom shot the shit out of that, uh, that boar, uh, which is a really cool moment. Um, so I felt like that second boar was meant to be established. I think to me, how I read it, it was a different boar. It was like its mate to su- try to set up a sequel. Unfortunately, um, I don't think a, a sequel to boar is very likely. Not because. Uh, the movie didn't do well or anything like that. Uh, but apparently, how did this not do well? Well, the well, the reason why the sequel's not likely to happen is because Nathan Jones had a falling out. There was like some spite, some row, like Nathan Jones had with Chris Sun. Um, so basically, uh, because of that. Um, so it's either Chris Sun does it without him, yeah. or Chris Sun doesn't direct the sequel. Yeah, exactly. And then, which sucks because like Nathan Jones, he's like a very charismatic actor, and not to not to take away from the other actors, but like Nathan Jones has, has like that. Uh, he's like, Nathan Jones is definitely definitely one of the more high profile names on there. Um, right. Yeah. So, which which is disappointing because I would love to see Boar twenty twenty one. You know. But I don't know how likely that that's gonna happen now. That's unfortunate. I really liked Boar. Yeah, Boar was great. Boar was awesome. Um, I, again, it just it gave me this craving for more, like Australian-led horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I just want to. I just want to live in Australia. I want to hunt down boars, giant boars that are the size of minivans, and I just want to be there. I want to hang out with Nathan Jones. That's that's how much I love this movie. When COVID is over, we're going to just ship you to Australia in a box. <laughs> yes, please. I would love that. I would love that. I mean, the the EU aban- uh, uh, banned the US uh, from entering. I don't know if like Sydney, Australia. I don't think mail counts. So there you go. Hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, right. What was your favorite part of Boar? The giant animatronic boar. But most, but like the death scenes, how grisly they were because of how ridiculous the boar was. 
um, watching Bernie beat the shit out of a boar with his bare hands. Yeah, boy. Literally, his bare (laughs) hands was entertaining as fuck, and I loved that too. It's so um, good. Like he, he, his organs are falling out, but he's like, "Let's go!" <laughs> right, and I just love how he kept like peeling back the skin, and then he was like, "Oh!" And then he put it back, but then he did it again. I'm like, "Stop doing that! If it hurts, don't do it." Um, there were, yeah, I think there are just so many elements to this movie that I just like. I, th- I thoroughly, I think there were more isolated incidents of boar that I enjoyed than crawl. But they're they're both on the same level, but they're both very different movies in in some respects. Um, I think again, I had untold joy from watching Bill Mosley got eaten, get eaten by got a giant boar, just like his head just like tumbling out. I was like, yes. <laughs> again, Bill Mosley, I really I respect the shit out of you. I love you, man. But I had such a good time plus the fact practical effects that head looked really good it was yeah like it looked really really good the practical effects team here was really they were on point i was actually i was stunned i was like oh oh damn that looks good too okay cool cool. Uh, they're not fucking around in this movie so much like the outback i'm assuming this movie does not fuck around in all aspects that it like brought like it doesn't fuck around with the terror it's bringing you it doesn't fuck around with the actors the director practical effects no part of this movie fucks around except when there is an intentional comedic moment like having the drunks like having the daughter make funny comments about everyone coming in for drinks free drinks the whole like all of that crap Apart from the small comedic moments, this was like, again, I don't know why this movie didn't do well. Go support Shudder. Go watch this movie. I mean, drama aside, why wouldn't this have done well? Is I mean, it because I guess it, people... got, it, got mixed, it got mixed reviews. Uh, maybe it could have something to do with the fact that people saw this as a, as a, a true remake of Razorback and they didn't appreciate it, which I can fully understand. You and I did A Tale of Two Sisters and The Uninvited, and The Uninvited was awful. It was an unwelcome, unwanted American remake of a really amazing Korean film. They could very well have, people could have very well have viewed that movie, like, bore in the same light. I get it. I totally get it. But as someone who's never seen Razorback and has just seen comments about boar being made like oh yeah this is just a really not well done remake of razorback i mean we're gonna watch razorback and figure it out for our damn selves is all i'm gonna say what was your favorite part of this uh like obviously like any scene bernie bernie was the man i think one of the other scenes i was very fond of well, it's like a very small moment. It's when um, the two tourists are in the middle of the woods, uh, and he's just trying to scare. Uh, one one of the guys is trying to scare his lady, his uh, his girlfriend, uh, with uh, Australian folk folklore uh, about like uh, the the Australian vampire of the outback. I looked it up, by the way. I thought they made it up for the movie. It's a hundred percent real. 
Like that's like a real like. Okay, I want to find a movie about it. If they made one, <laughs> I want to do. They should. They should. Chris, <laughs> we we found your next project. Um, I just love that scene because I, I I love I love like you know urban myths and local or crypto cryptozoology. Wow, or cryptids. Crypto- I'm sorry, I love cryptids, cryptids and stuff like that. You like cryptozoology? Crypt- yes, and cryptozoology. Yeah, cryptozoology. Words are hard. I'm tired too. So basically, um, what we're saying is we have to do an episode on the Mothman. Yes, that too. And like, so I, I love. I was. I'm. I'm a, such a sucker for cryptids like that. Uh, and I got like a really big laugh. Um, cause the the character he was talking about drop bears, and drop bears are like are hilarious to me. Um, what have you talked about drop bears? No. Okay, so so um, they mentioned drop bears. So, uh, Rye, I'm gonna if you ever go to Australia, I'm gonna spare you any embarrassment. Do not believe whatever what any Australian says about drop bears. Um, these are a a cryptid and very big quotation marks that Australians have made up to try to mess with tourists who don't know any better. So the the how the the how the the lore goes uh drop bears are like these crazy overlook oversized bear-like creatures that literally climb trees and they wait on unsuspecting uh humans to pass underneath the trees and they literally drop from the trees land on your head maul you to death now this is all false this is all false where where Australians will tell uh, tell tourists just to mess with them because Australians like to have fun and poke fun at people uh, like that, uh, especially when we're, if it's your first time down under. And they would sh- they'll show you photos of what a drop barrel looks like. Do not believe it, Rye. All they're showing you are koala bears that are drenched and looking wet. That's it. <laughs> That reminds me of that one meme that was that's like a um a koala bear in a tree and it's being all cute and then a a wet koala bear just like burying its teeth and it's like kill it with fire which is now a meme that's in such poor taste because of the wildfires but yeah but yeah that, that's exactly what a drop bear is it's just like a, it's just like a wet koala bear that Australians that try to pass off as like a cryptid that'll eat you alive, and it's great. I love it. I that gave me so much. Again, that that just gives. Uh, if you can't tell, I love Australia. I wish I could live there. Um, and it just gave it gave the movie such authentic charm. Like, yeah, this this movie knows exactly what it's talking about. This is this is like a hundred percent, a hundred like verified Australian film. I love it. You're a ridiculous person, and I adore you. Oh, I adore you too. Like, um, yeah. If yeah. if there was ever, apart from the Lovecraft episodes that we have done, if there was ever uh, an episode that was very Chris, I feel like it's this one. Yes, yes. Did this? Do, do you consider your palate sufficiently cleansed from Art the Clown? Even though it oh, very yes. I had question. so much. I had so. I was. I'm very excited we're doing this. I had so much fun like watching these movies. Um, I mean, I, I creature fe- I, again. I'm such a low. I have a pretty low bar for entertainment, and like creature features fit that niche of mine like so well and 
Uh, both of these movies were just like really, really fun, uh, like adventures. Um, and if I had to give it a rating, I would give Boar five out of five because like it's just I I I think it was just it was just, it was firing on all cylinders. I thought it was very authentic. The kills were great. The effects were great. The acting was great. Uh, it's Australian. That's that's like a, I'm clearly biased in that way. Um, I would give Crawl like a four out of five gators. Um, that now I love like the physicality, how brutal it was. I thought like the CGI was really great. Uh, I love the characters. Like I think they tried a little bit too hard to like ham fist or shoehorn in like backstory plot to like make you feel sorry or make you feel sympathy for 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 either the dad or the the or or um uh what's her name Haley yeah I think they 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 tried to dial it dry, dialed up the melodrama a little bit too far I mean it's not it's not unbearable uh I thought it gave I think it built the overall grounded realism that made the film in general great i think they could have toned it down a little bit but other than that like i it, it had the emotional payoff of that they were building for they they definitely nailed the landing especially at the end where like she overcame her insecurities you know they uh the mo- uh the, the dad and the daughter um reconciled and like the dad like you know saw her daughter saw his daughter you know achieve great things uh maybe not not the way he expected she she saved she saved their lives as opposed to like winning the swim meet but like you know you know it's still the same end goal i mean she still won something like oh i don't know her life yeah exactly so no i'm I'm gonna agree with you on the ratings um i give them both like 4.5 out of five because I was just thoroughly entertained by all of these. They're not perfect movies. And that's not to say that only these only get fives if they're perfect movies. No, I just, I was thoroughly entertained. I, if you, if you're looking for a horror movie that's just like a good time, you're good with both of these. I know that I heard a lot of mixed reviews about Crawl to begin with. I know that when I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be shit. I, but the mixed reviews, I feel like, or people who say that it's like a horrendous movie, I kind of feel like they're kind of unfounded though. Like part of me wants to ask these people, have you never seen Lake Placid? Do you want to talk about a real comedy horror movie that is just like so bad it's good? Go watch Lake Placid. This was like a, this was genuinely entertaining and, and like and like a decently good movie. So I didn't see anything wrong with, with Crawl. I was I was again pleasantly surprised. And just like honestly, just thoroughly entertained by both of them. I can't wait to watch Boar again. <laughs> I only had time to rewatch one before we recorded this, so I picked Crawl. Because it's on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, so that's the other thing. You can find Crawl on Amazon Prime right now. You can find bore on shutter and just go into these blind i think that that is 
a fun way to just sort of get engrossed in it. I didn't look anything up about either one of these movies before I saw them, and I was thoroughly entertained. And sometimes I think that that's like the best way to go into some of these. Just go in blind. See what happens. Have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I need board two so badly. Chris saw it. We're going to do Chris, Razorback. We're going to get more wild pig. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know. I know. I got you. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but yeah, I think I we need to do more creature features, and we need to do more Australian horror films. Those are the two big takeaways. They are episode. all on the list. I can't wait for us to get to them. Also, right, you need to watch Mad Max Fury Road. I'm, I'm going to keep beating this drum forever and ever. You would think I would have succumbed in, in COVID, but I have not. Chris has been trying to get me to watch this movie for like six for years. five years. For five years. Five years. <laughs> Every time. I want to see time. how long I can. I want to see how long I can drag this out. Um, uh, we were supposed to watch it like before your wedding or something. Like yeah, I know that we were. Happen. I know that didn't happen. Here's the thing: like, I'm just so worried I'm going to disappoint you. I just hate it. <laughs> But you love Nathan Brown, right? You love Bernie. Bernie's in this film. You can't not love Mad Max. Very Is that Bernie's enough to that. carry a movie? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Duly noted. Next time you tell me you hate a movie because one person carried the entire movie, I'm going to remind you <laughs> that you told me that Bernie would be the reason Bernie why Bernie is so great in Mad Max Fury Road. I cannot tell you how awesome he is there. <laughs> That will... being said, anyway, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Would you like to tell the dreadfuls what we are talking about next week? Uh, no, this I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still thinking about Bernie. <laughs> awesome okay, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell them. Okay. So we are going back in time. We are diving into a, a fucking classic. Um, I think that is this the oldest movie that we've done so far. Uh, I think uh, it will be. Possibly? I think it is. Yeah. We are doing the creature from the Black Lagoon from oh, 1954. Wait, wait, no. Wait, we, we did Nosferatu. Yes. Wait. I lied. Nosferatu is from the 1920s. Yeah, <laughs> hey. there you go. There you go. Fat checking. Fat check is great. It's not the oldest movie we've done. But we, in, in all fairness, we have not done nearly enough older horror than I think we should. And I'm hoping to rectify it during this season edition of, of Left for Dread. So I'm really excited that we're doing Creature from the Black Lagoon. It has been a really, really long time since I've seen the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Like a really, really... I don't think I've seen it in like a decade. Mm. Easily a decade. So I am so excited because it's going to be like watching it for the first time all over again and i love it when i get to experience a movie that i haven't seen in a while from the beginning like it's my first time all over again i i love that feeling hell yeah so and we scared. haven't we haven't done a lot of like really really old school horror um so no, it'd, be, it'd, be, no, it'd no. be a good good it'd be a good change of pace to stroll down memory lane like that so we're gonna jump back in time a little i'm excited yeah hell yeah hell yeah on that note thank you for listening to another episode of left for dread please don't forget to rate review and subscribe everything helps 
You can listen to us on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left 4 Dread Pod. You can find us on Facebook. And you can check us out on our website at leftfordread.com. Uh, yeah, and we want to thank everyone for uh, just just on the just be on this great great hilarious ride um i mean this is um i, I really hope we do more creature features uh i want to thank Chris, rye. i promise you we will <laughs> yes i really want to thank rye for indulging like <laughs> this this hot but wonderful mess of movies like they're just so much fun and uh so, so with that, well, thank you for listening. Uh, you guys are the greatest. Stay tuned for the Creature of the Black Lagoon. And uh, don't forget, stay dreadful! <laughs>